And welcome to season three of the JKR podcast presented by JKR Baseball. My name is Jay Shriglin and I will be your host. We're excited to continue the JKR podcast with season three of episodes. This season, we are expecting many great series with top-tier travel organizations across the country, while we also spotlight commits, collegiate, and professional players from across the United States. It is our goal to be the player's platform for all of prep baseball. As we continue to do this, make sure to stay on top of the J-Care podcast episodes, but also tune into the other features that J-Care Baseball presents. That includes blogs like the lineup card written by John Sparacco, player-based events like Battle of Indiana, Summit City Baseball Academy, and other events being announced very, very soon. With Season 3, that comes two new programs for athletes to enjoy. Those are the JKR Brand Ambassador Program and the JKR Athlete Creators Program. To stay on top of all these features, check out jkrpodcast.com to learn more. I genuinely appreciate everything you guys have done for me and the JKR brand over the past two years, and I hope to continue to build both the JKR brand and the game of baseball for years to come. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode sponsor is Mind Baseball, located in Dallas, Texas. Their bats are made from 100% European beech wood, which allows for more density, which then leads to more power. I mean, who doesn't want more power? We all know chicks dig the long ball. Multiple studies prove that beech outperforms maple, birch, and ash that you're probably used to swinging. Beech wood straight grains mean for less breaks, and Mind Baseball exceeds the MLB regulations in that category. Are you also frustrated with seeing the dried paint spots on your barrel? Mind Baseball uses a family secret technique that leaves a perfect finish every time. If you set their bat next to another brand, you will make sure that you see the difference. Lastly, they also use a built-in grip to reduce vibrations. It is the same technology that is used to reduce recoil in rifles. Make sure to check them out. Go find them on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, on Instagram, their username is at mine, M-I-N-E, baseball. Check them out, but let's dig into today's episode. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have Arkansas Stick slash White Sox Scout Team Shortstop 2024 Oklahoma signee Drew Dickerson on the JKR Podcast. Drew, pumped to get you here on the show. I know we've talked about this a couple of different times. I know I've had you there on, I think, last summer for like it was like you and a couple other guys. Yeah. Um, so, no, really excited for this one. I knew that at one point I wanted to get you on here one-on-one. Talk more yeah. in depth about your baseball career and everything you've got going on, man. But uh, again, just appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Pumped to have you. Yeah, I'm pumped being here. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. Uh, but before we do dig into the baseball side, so before we dig into playing for Coach Brewster with the Arkansas Sticks, before that commitment there to Oklahoma, I do have one question I like to ask everybody to get the podcast started. And that is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Drew Dickerson? Um, I would say I'm a Christian baseball player, um, honestly, a Christian athlete, uh, born and raised. I mean, I've always been always been deep into that in my faith. And so I would say that's my biggest, um, my probably most known thing. Um, and outside of that, I'm just, a, I'm, I mean, I'm a loving, caring guy. And so, I mean, I'm a good friend, good, uh, good brother, good family member, all of the above. Okay, there we go. I love digging into a little bit more deeper, more than just the baseball side there to get started. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, your faith, everything, you know, your family, stuff like that there at the end when we dig into more of the personal side. But um, kind of moving into the baseball side here, I always like talking about travel baseball first. Obviously, you playing for Coach Brewster. He's probably one of the coaches I have one of the better relationships with yeah. <laughs> um, across travel baseball. You know, he's a pretty relationship type of guy. Yeah, um, just kind of take sure. us through that, you know, playing for the Arkansas Sticks, getting connected with Coach Brewster, maybe even some other teams you have had the chance to play with over the past couple of years. Kind of take us through that travel baseball experience. Yeah, I mean, this summer was it was crazy. Um, had a lot of fun. I mean, there was a stacked team. He, I mean, he only carries dudes, so um, it was. I mean, super fun. And then just just him alone, he's a great guy. I mean, you. I mean, you're really not going to find someone quite like Chase. He's he's different in all aspects. Um, but he loves you, like loves all of us, cares for all of us. I mean, it's not always so much baseball with him. It's more about, I mean, your future and how you are and just your well-being so uh being with chase is awesome um and dirk and everyone else um so this summer i mean that that's what i spent my summer with was him um really good summer had a fun one and then uh before that 
kind of mixed around with the Royal Scout team. Um, also, really good group of guys. Um, I mean, nothing bad to say about that. It, I, I mean, some of my best experiences with were with, were with them, um, and that's who I do my off-season training with. So, um, again, very happy to be with both of them and very thankful for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, again, you I mean, you talk about Brewster. You talk about how, you know, he's a very special type of guy. You know, again, think, caring about your future, thing, things like that. You know, I always hear great things about him just being, you know, a relationship type of guy when it comes to him and his players, yeah. him and – shoot. I mean, I feel like he knows everybody in the baseball world. You can <laughs> a podcast that he puts out as well. Yeah. But, uh, um, kind of take us through, you know, building relationships there with Coach Brewster, maybe how that got started, how it, how it built over time. You mentioned Dirk there as well. I know he's very well involved within the Sticks organization. Yeah. Um, and, and Brewster obviously has a lot of other great coaches as well. So kind of taking a little bit more into the relationship side in terms of, again, building it, maybe meeting him for the first time, what it looks like now, um, kind of, kind of dig into the relationship side there. Yeah, so um, it was I was actually playing on the Royal Scout team on a fall, um, like a fall team with them. And uh, Dirk saw me out there and uh, I needed a home for the summer. And so that's how it kind of started um, was first through Dirk. Um, but uh, from there, I went to uh, my first place with them. I was in, I think we had an Arkansas and it was just like a little a practice of all of uh, the sticks program. Um, so that was my first time, I think, meeting him in person. Um, it was kind of quick, um, not not too much. Was uh, I guess there just wasn't a lot of time for uh, kind of getting to know each other. Um, but that kind of that kind of happened throughout the whole summer. Um, but that first started in Georgia, our first uh, tournament at Lake Point, and uh, I mean, ever since then we were, we I mean we we're honestly good friends. I guess you could say. Um, not just my coach, but I mean, he's, he's right there on my team. So, um, but yeah, just through the whole summer, we, uh, got closer and closer. Yeah. And you know, you talk about Dirk there, obviously I know he is a MLB area scout. I believe it's for the Cardinals, I yep. believe. Yep. Uh, so for you going through and learning from a guy like that, a guy who is going out scouting other guys working for a major league organization, you know, what benefits do you think that brings you long-term to learn from a guy like that, maybe pick his brain throughout the summer, and kind of take us through those benefits of learning from a guy within a major league organization? Right. So, I mean, if your dream is to end up, at, I mean, one day being being a big leader, I mean, obviously you kind of want to know what a scout would look for um, and how they, like, go at their job and how they go at, like, scouting people. And um, so having him just right there and kind of, helping him or helping me just kind of lay out how to how to really figure out how to get to uh, the big leagues would I mean the quickest is is awesome I mean to have that is you can't ask for anything better really um and so having him around is awesome and uh, kind of stick, sticking on that topic of relationships here I want to flip it more to the teammate side obviously again you talk about how loaded that roster was there this past yeah. summer I mean, I'm thinking of, you know, Lance Davis, they're going to Arkansas. Ward, yeah. I know Mark Brissy and Landon Schaefer, also Arkansas guys, got called up and were, you know, playing with the 17 years. Yeah. Um, kind of take us through, you know, what were some of those relationships with teammates you were able to build from guys from Arkansas, maybe some guys from Missouri in your home state? I can't remember yeah. if there were some other guys as well. But um, yeah. just kind of take us through relationship-wise with your teammates. So uh, starting the season off, um, I, I didn't, like, for – I didn't really know anyone. Um, I think over the, like online, I knew a few people and, and whatnot, but uh, first getting there, I'm, I mean, everyone welcomed me and everyone else that was new. I mean, with open arms. So we all kind of bonded really quick, really fast. And uh, I mean, well, I mean, I would say we're all still I mean, good friends, even if we didn't know each other for more than this summer. Yeah. Um, but it started off just, um, I think me and Cam Carter were the only ones I could be wrong, but um, from around my area, and uh, as a, as the summer went on, uh, I brought well, I didn't bring, but I um, I had Jackson Aiken and uh, Tyler Wood. They uh, they came along with me, and I mean, they're they're on my high school team, so we uh, we just went ahead and played summer together, and uh, I mean that was that was awesome. We we got closer as a as a trio, I guess you could call us, and uh, we got closer with other people that we didn't even know. So I mean. So it's one big family with uh with Brewster for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm sure. And uh I believe Oklahoma they're switching to the SEC's the next yep. year. 
So you'll be yep. facing some of those guys here the next couple of years. Yeah. Cool to uh, yeah. be stepping up to the box, facing Lance Davis up there on the yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're looking forward to some of those. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, first ABs, first games against some of those yep. uh, Arkansas Sticks teammates. But again, with that loaded roster, I mean, pretty much everyone on that roster is going to the D1 level. Um, kind of take us through maybe how you guys are picking each other's brains. Are you going, you're talking to Ward, you're talking to Landon Schaefer about maybe how to field at shortstop, maybe how to, you know, his mindset in the box. Kind yeah. of take us through how you guys are picking each other's brains, all being so high-level baseball players. Yeah, so, I mean, we've all kind of done different things throughout the years. Um, and so, like, this was kind of my first year of being in a different type of circuit of baseball. Um, and so like picking someone's brains, like honestly, like Brewster or like, um, like Lance or, I mean, Slade was there for a few, uh, tournaments. Um, I mean, any of them, how to like go through each tournament. Um, that's how I, I would ask, uh, and picky, uh, everyone's brain, but I mean, we're all different ages, so we've all kind of done different things. So giving someone advice before, I mean, maybe they get there, I'm that, that could go a long way once they're there. So, yeah. Um, I mean, just trying to figure out how to how to reach everyone's dream, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, obviously, you going through one summer there, playing for the sticks, being on that type of roster, seeing how Coach Brewster goes about it, seeing how those assistants like Dirk and some of those other guys go about their coaching style as well. You know, what do you think's led to this Arkansas Sticks success? Again, like we talk about, I mean, that roster is, you know, normal when it comes to a 17U team for Brewster. Um, yeah. Obviously having a bunch of Arkansas commits. I feel like half the team there in Arkansas has yeah. played for Brewster. <laughs> Lots of other guys in the Big 12, SEC's played for Brewster as well. Always winning tournaments, stuff like that. What do you think's led to that success with you kind of going through a summer and seeing how they go about their business? Uh, I mean, Again, I think it's a lot of Brewster. Uh, he, I mean, I think he knows a core of a core group of guys, and then once he gets that, he kind of just, I mean, he keep, he's never like stopping, like, and that's not in a bad way, but he's always trying to find like your your next best friend on your team. So like, I think him not just stopping his job and doing it like, I mean, we could be the last tournament of the season, and you, I mean, you're playing catch with someone you didn't even know, and then he turns into one of your good friends. So like, I think he just, it's always, he's always trying to get better. And I mean, just like we are, so is he. And so I think, I think that's just ran really deep with him. And I think that's why he's, he's been so successful with his, uh with his team. Yeah. And with, with that success of the Arkansas sticks, obviously I believe it was this past summer. That was the first year of the White Sox scout team. So you had the chance to be a part of that wearing yeah. those White Sox uniforms all the time. <laughs> See, you know, obviously Decker sports came up with a lot of pretty, pretty cool uniform concepts. Yeah. Uh, when it came to those those White Sox unis. So yeah. in the Sox scout team, do you think that brings a little bit more of maybe an extra target on your guys' back when you're walking around East Cobb, walking around Lake Point, walking around Jupiter, whatever? Do you think that brings a little bit extra target on your back? Uh, I definitely do. I mean, I think it's one thing just to try and beat, like, the, the White Sox scout team in general. But, I mean, at the same time, I also think it's – trying to individually beat someone on, on his team. Like there's multiple guys that people just want to beat, And that's just, that's just how it is. Um, and so I do think there's some type of target on our back um, and not a bad way or anything. Cause it's not like we're the team that everyone hates, you know, but um, I definitely do think it's like, Oh, we have to play Brewster's team. Like, I don't think that's, that's someone's favorite line to say. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so with those white Sox uniforms, uh, which one's your favorite uni combo? I mean, I'm seeing like I think the White Sox Bulls concept, yeah. the throwbacks with the little collars on collars on. <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, I mean Decker Sport did a damn good job when it came yeah. to the uniform. So, you know, which one's your favorite? And which one do you think a lot of the other guys on the team liked as well? Um, so I really like the Bulls and I also really like the South Side. Those are my two favorite. Um it's hard, like we would walk through the complex and everyone would be like, dude, you wear those bowls? Have you are you wearing those tomorrow? It's like so I Everyone was wondering about that jersey, um, for sure. But I mean, to have all of them, I mean, it was awesome. Yeah, for sure. And uh, obviously, Black Cobra Media did a great job there when it came to promoting all those uniform concepts, oh, yeah. making sure the sticks were all over. Again, that's another huge part of Brewster and the stick success. It's yeah. just you know he, he embraces the media uh, when it comes to that type of stuff. So I mean, always bringing publicity to the program as well. But oh, yeah, um, you know, kind of moving it on from the sticks and more on the team side to more of the individual side. 
you know, a couple of weeks ago, looking back on it, went down to Chicago, went to Super 60, one of the biggest pre-draft events of the year. I hear I always hear great things about it, talking to some of the PBR guys, talking to some of the guys who go to the event as well. Kind of take us through, you know, what was that event behind the scenes? What was your experience? Kind of what did that look like? The atmosphere, whatever. Um, kind of take us through that Super 60 experience. Uh, yeah, it was super awesome. Uh, that's something that, like, I mean, I know I have, I've looked up to, like, maybe one day doing um that's always kind of been on my list like I hope I can someday do this um and then I walked in the door and I was there and uh like you would see the scouts that they would post and you're like oh yeah that's a lot of scouts and then you're there and it's like yeah that's actually a lot of scouts (laughs) and they're right behind you so um it was super cool um again all the guys there we all have kind of the same goals in life um and dreams and so it's kind of it's cool to compete with I mean people that could be on your team next year or years to come um, and just kind of show off your, your best tools and whatnot. So it's a really cool event. I had a lot of fun. And obviously this wasn't your first, you know, big time showcase that you've gone to. Obviously you went to area code. I believe there's a, a couple other things. I have to look at my list here in a second, but uh, <laughs> um, you know, this one is a little bit different is, you know, right before your senior spring season is getting started only four or five months away from the MLB draft. So, you know, kind of take us through, you know, that mindset as you're going, going through your first round of BP, going through your second, running the 60, whatever. Is there a little bit different mindset when it came to Super 60 compared to some of the others you've done in the past? Oh, yeah. So I had a lot of, uh, a lot of, I would say, growing up over this, the past few months um, and kind of just figuring out who I actually am as a baseball player um, is probably the biggest thing. Um, and so, like, I knew certain things that would show good and that I kind of, I mean, I wanted to show good for. Um, so, like, running my 60, I've been training training a lot, trying to, you know, keep keep being stronger and bigger, but at the same time still staying quick because uh, that is one of my strongest um, strongest tools. And so the super – or, the, sorry, the 60 was uh, – was uh, it was definitely one of the biggest things I did that day, and I ended up – running a pretty good time um and so after that I kind of like that that kind of pumped me up and I felt good and so it kind of just led me out through my whole day um when I was hitting I just I mean there's been a lot of like connecting parts to my hitting process and uh it's still growing obviously but um I was just trying to stay consistent and kind of know I mean know my plan and stick with my plan through the through the two rounds I had um Again, I showed well. Uh, wasn't my favorite BP I took, but uh, I wasn't I wasn't mad about it at all. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we did infield, and that was fun. I mean, that's you just go have fun right there. Trying to, I was uh, trying not to gun everything, but uh, it's it's always fun doing those. Yeah, I'm sure. But uh, um, again, another one of those events you had the chance to take a part of. It's not maybe more of the showcase side, but obviously you're playing in front of a lot of scouts. Going down yeah. there to San Diego to area code. I believe you were on Coach Brewster's team there again for that event I as thought, well. Yeah. Um, take us through area code. You know, what was that experience like? The day-to-day? What did, kind of just take us through the atmosphere as well? Kind of take us through area code. Yeah, so kind of different, well, totally different than Super 60. It's it's more uh, more so team. Um, I mean, you're still trying to show your tools off, but it's more so, I mean, you're playing against, I mean, you're in a team at that point um totally different guys i mean they're most guys are from your area but again i i didn't i knew a few people um but not not everyone and so meeting new faces meeting new scouts a lot a lot more scouts again um and then again something i've I've dreamed of doing for a few years now and again i was there and i was like this is awesome um performance wise whatever uh I, i mean felt good didn't feel great you know but um, I was super happy to be there and I had a super good time. So, I mean, that's really, I learned a lot and that's really all that matters. Yeah. And looking at area code while also looking at that super 60, lots of crossover there. I believe I know Kale Fountain, I know there's some other guys that were on area code also at super 60. Um, so have you been able to build pretty good relationships with pretty much guys across the country at that point, um, going to big time events like that? Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's again, it's like checkups. Um, how are you doing? And, what have you been working on and yeah, what's your goal still? And, you know, it's like, it's, it's awesome going through the same thing that your buddy is. I mean, it's, it's super cool. 
Yeah. And more guys that you'll be able to face at the college and, you know, hopefully pro right. level as well. Yeah. And Kel Fountain going to LSU, SEC guy. I'm yep. sure uh, you guys will may maybe man in the infield there some for some SEC <laughs> team for a couple of years. But yeah, um, I believe you also got the chance to do that area code home run derby from what I saw. I could be wrong. I think I just saw a yeah. photo of what maybe looked like the home run derby. I could be wrong there. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, it happened, but Kale, Kale was uh, our guy for, okay. For the okay. I, could, I, I wasn't hundred percent sure. Again, I saw a photo. I thought yeah. maybe it was the home run derby. Couldn't tell if it yeah. was just PP or not, but uh, um, no. I, I guess another big thing you had the chance to do is go down to Jupiter. I know that's kind of moving back into the Arkansas stick side. Um, but again, I mean, that's a huge experience as well. Scouts everywhere, golf cart, wonderland, people call it. Um, I had the chance to go down there this year. And it was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Take us through the Jupiter experience again, maybe what the mindset is at an event like that, that maybe how it maybe was a bit different than super 60. Um, take us through that Jupiter experience. Um, so I was actually with the, the Royal scout team in Jupiter. Um, but that's another thing you like you, I was there over the year before, so I kind of knew what I was, I was doing, um, but again, you go there and you're like, dude, I think there's actually more golf carts than I saw on, on Twitter. Um, but that's a super cool atmosphere. Like it, that was one of the one of the cooler things I, I think I've done baseball wise. Um, and just like just being in that town, it's just cool. Like my most like memories will probably come from that area. Like it was just awesome being there. But um, it's kind of like area code, but. I'd say it's even more team based. Like you're trying to you're trying to win and go far through it um, than area code, but again, you're still trying to show off and show show your tools and show that you're also a good team player. So yeah, now, I mean, you talk about more of that team base. I was with that Cub Scout team there for Jupiter. It was kind of yeah. cool to see. You know, after they won their last game, they're going to that next game, seeing if they're going to make it into the bracket, stuff like that. <laughs> was kind of cool to just see that that competitive nature of everyone, yeah. just you know, yeah. wanting to make it into that. I think sixteen teams, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it, it was it was pretty cool to see. But um, you talk about memories, how Jupiter is going to be one of those you know memories that you just remember for a long time. I guess looking back on playing for the white playing for the White Sox scout team, playing for the Royal Scout team, going to some of these events and building those relationships as well. What would be some of those favorite memories that come to mind when you think about this whole travel baseball showcase baseball you've experienced the past couple of years? Uh, I mean, honestly, this whole last summer is definitely it's probably because it's more so fresh, but um, just it's, it was again, kind of a new kind of caliber of baseball for me. And so everything kind of just sticks out. Um, the people I met, the places I played and played in front of and coaches I've met and the, the scouts that I've met. And like, it's just, it all kind of ties into one thing and the thing being my dream. Um, and so it's kind of cool to just do it over the summer and kind of, kind of live in what you've kind of, I mean, dream dreamt of so, um, but I honestly this whole summer, um, and I could I could definitely go back for other summers, but I think it's just because this one's so it's it's fresh, um, but the I whole mean, summer. Yeah, talk, I mean talking to some guys. I mean that seventeen year summer. I mean that's that's almost as close as pro bra as what you can get. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. from the years to come, I'm sure you'll you'll see that. But uh, I always remember talking <laughs> to one guy. He was playing for like USA Prime a couple of years ago. And he was like, Man, I haven't slept in my own bed in like 32 days. <laughs> wow. Like it's crazy to see you guys are, you know, traveling to East Cobb, Lake Point. I think you guys went to Tennessee yeah. a couple of times and then going to area code and all those different events. Um, you know, it's that 17 year summer is definitely a, I'm sure, a cool experience to get to get to see all those things and just get to experience all yeah. that. But um, kind of making that switch from the travel baseball side to more of the high school side here. Again, I think you said you guys got practices or tryouts starting here in a couple of weeks. Probably by this yep. episode, by the time this episode releases, you'll probably be going through that already. But um, kind of take us through your high school experience so far. You know, what was that freshman year, freshman year like? Your sophomore, your junior year. Um, kind of take us through what the high school experience has been like so far. Yeah. So uh, my freshman year. Um... I didn't know, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect at all. Um, I, I mean, went in there and I just, I mean, my goal was to make varsity obviously, but um, not many people at West have done that. And so I, I didn't, I didn't know. I uh, went through uh, my whole tryout and like the whole time. Uh, it's a funny story that I have with my, uh, my coach, but we didn't like, he didn't say one word to me. He didn't like, he didn't, nothing happened. Like he was trying to keep it so like secretive that 
I just had to keep like performing. But uh, like every time we were on different fields in like the the juniors and and the seniors and the I mean the varsity guys are returning, and so after our, our like freshman tryouts, I would walk over there and watch their tryout. And uh, he was like, "This is that was one of the biggest reasons that we knew like you were ready because you were you're waiting for your uh, your turn." But played uh played varsity as a freshman. Uh, had a really cool year. I mean, again, learned a lot, totally different life that I that I knew. Um, I'm facing guys that are a few years older than me. Um, so obviously that that brings a whole nother element of learning. Um, but yeah, sophomore year was also awesome. Um, and the junior year, we we were a young team and fell short, unfortunately. Um, but this year we're all returning and we have that kind of kind of as a get back like this year's it's it's kind of personal from last year so we're uh we're going for it okay so, uh, um kind of throwing it back there to your freshman year <laughs> um kind of throwing it back there to your freshman year again you kind of talk about there's not too many people from uh lee summit west who are making the varsity team as a freshman um you kind of going through that i'm sure there's quite a few adjustments you had to make being yeah. a guy who had you know being a guy who's done something not too many people have Take us through, you know, as you're going through that freshman year, what are some of those adjustments you're having to make facing those older guys who are maybe some older guys on the team that are maybe, you know, putting you on your lethal wing, showing you the ropes of high school baseball. Um, kind of take us through some of those struggles, some of those adjustments you had to make your freshman year. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously I'm playing with guys that are three grades above me and uh, not the guys that I've kind of grown, like, grew up with. And so it was somewhat of a lonely road. Um not to have like your buddy to the left and right of you, you know? So I had to, I had to meet new people, um, create new relationships and then kind of like, it's always kind of awkward to be the the freshman sitting in the same dugout with the senior. Like you don't really know each other. You don't really know how to act with like with each other, but like, like Cam cares well. He took me under his wing. Um, he wouldn't play Mizzou for a little bit, but um, one of the bigger guys that I've looked up to. And I mean, he kind of, he could, he, he would pick me up from, my house and drive me to practice and because I, I didn't have a ride and I couldn't drive um but like he was he kind of showed me the, the the do's and don'ts and how to how to treat people and how to play the game and so big shout out to him he's uh he's one of the guys that's it's kind of prepared me for for my baseball life in a high school career um but him and I mean multiple other guys they they also took me under their wing that it was a very cool freshman year I mean we all bonded pretty good um and I mean they've all set me up for the past three years of my life yeah. but uh, very thankful for it yeah so going through you know being a guy who has three years of varsity experience going into this year heck maybe even going into last year as well um were you maybe stepping into more of a leadership role kind of going through all the experiences that you had being a guy committed to a division one school, what did that look like more on that leadership side of the game going into those last year and also this year? Yeah. Um, I try not to um, kind of put myself on a, on a different level of um, play from everyone else. Cause at the end of the day, we are all one team. And um, I mean, we try and be, try and be brothers to each other. So um, I think it was more so me just getting, getting the guys ready for what, I mean, what they will see. Cause I, I mean, I had, let's just say two more years of RC time before they, they did. And so preparing them, um, I mean, for their failure and for their success and like, I mean, what, how pitchers pitch to you like now and like how to hit velo and like what, what do their sliders look like now? Um, so I think preparing, um, my my teammates that haven't been on varsity um, and haven't seen that level of competition, I think that's kind of what I brought to the table as being the guy that's been there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we I mean we all compete like we're one, so yeah, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. So digging into the competition side here, uh, when it comes to just going through the spring, seeing different teams across that Missouri uh, um, area, take us through. You know, what what does that look like day in day out? What are some of those other teams you guys are facing looking like? Or maybe some teams you guys got circled on the calendar. Um, take us through um, just what that competition level looks like in your part of Missouri. Uh, yeah, uh, we we actually have a, a pretty loaded um, schedule for sure. And the guys around, like, I mean, 
you know the guys like Trey and, and Bo and Cole Gibbler and Nick Gibbler, like you could go on and on. Hudson Bird, like they're all around here. Um and so I mean there's not I mean you don't really have an off off game. So um preparing every day like I mean we're gonna beat the team. Like we're gonna play our best baseball. I think that's how you got you have to go at it in Missouri. Um I mean we're not really known for baseball, but I mean We've we've had some good baseball the last few years for sure. Um, but you know, kind of looking back on those last couple of years, last question when it comes to the high school side, then we'll kind of move into more of the recruiting process, everything you've gone through with that. <laughs> looking back on your freshman, your sophomore, your junior year, maybe even going through maybe some offseason workouts at the school as well, lead into your senior year. You know, what what would be some of those favorite memories that come to mind when you think about your experience there at uh, Lee Summit West? Uh, I mean. Again, like getting picked up as my as a freshman um, by you can call the team the team the, the team leader. That's something you look back on. I mean that, that he's kind of shaped me to the guy I am now. Um, I mean we we do these team dinners every week, so that's something that we'll always remember. Um, we play wiffle ball. Like I mean even practices. I mean you'll remember it all. Like you'll remember it all. Yeah. I mean tryout week. Everyone is like what's happening like who's gonna make it who's gonna be on the team like again not always the best memories but sometimes they are and so uh that's something you remember for forever mm-hmm. um I mean again I I think uh I put a lot of uh, a lot of my passion into baseball so that's I I kind of remember it all yeah um it's kind of hard to point out which which uh <laughs> yeah I'm sure. Sure. but uh uh, again, kind of moving into the recruiting process here. Obviously, you know, you know, now at the moment, committed, signed to Oklahoma. You were committed to a school before that, kind of went through, decommitted, ended up going through the process again. Um, kind of throwing it back there, kind of take us through that first recruiting process. What was it kind of looking like, you know, as you go ahead and decommit from that previous school? How did that second recruiting process maybe compare with you being a little bit older than the previous recruiting process? Um, kind of take us through what that whole uh, process was looking like. Yeah, so uh, it started pretty early. Um, I was in eighth grade, and I went to a Mizzou camp. Um, it was actually not kind of right now is when I committed, actually. Um, I think in a few weeks, but whatever. Um, went to a, a camp there. It was a winter camp. Um, met Todd Butler, and we kind of hit it off there. And um, I We had a call a few weeks later, and um, I told him that was – I was in, um, again, I'm from Missouri, so that's kind of a, a dream to play at that school. And then it's also SEC. So it's like, I mean, let's go. Um, and so I was in for sure. They were the only school that I, I had talked to. Um, it was one and done really. Um, so I went there, um, said I was, I was committed and, uh, loved Todd and loved everyone else there. Um, from there three years on, um still kept in touch played there played there in the summer um we we kept in touch I went to a few more camps um just say what's up and kind of see where I was at with baseball um but they had a had a coaching change and uh their whole staff actually did and so uh I backed off um this before this summer I backed I backed off but I said I'm still I'm still considering it I just I, I feel like I should uh get the same level of getting to know other people just like he was and so um yeah I had a had a a full summer um showed showed when I was supposed to and uh it was it was a crazy summer um it was awesome so throw so throwing it back there a little bit to I guess when the recruiting process was getting started you know, you said your eighth grade year. Obviously, you know, before this whole new rule came into effect, I mean, that yeah. kind of that's kind of like you know the regular. You know, these coaches are starting to reach out. Yeah. You know, really heading into your, you know, not even having a high school class yet. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, kind of take us through that. You know, what's going through your mind when you know? Again, you talk about Mizzou. You're a Missouri kid. Um, you know, kind of was the perfect fit at the moment. Kind of take us through what's going through your mind there at that point, being so young. Um, talking to a college coach and realizing like, you know, that dream of playing D1 baseball might become <laughs> reality. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was, it, I mean, super, I, you had to kind of grow up pretty fast. Um, 
I, like, my parents and I joked about it when we were going down there. They were like, what are you going to say if he asks you this? Or what's going to happen when he says this? I'm like, mom, he's not even going to ask me. Like, he, he doesn't even know who I am. <laughs> and then I literally had to talk to him about if I wanted to come play there or not. So um, I, like, honestly didn't really know what I was getting myself into uh, first going to that camp. I, but learned really quick. Um, and, I mean, again, Missouri school. I'm from Missouri. It's like, let's go. Yeah, I'm, I'm in for sure. But I didn't have any expectations. I didn't, again, I didn't really know. I didn't know anything. So I definitely had to kind of grow up pretty quick, um, but and, super thankful for it. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, as you kind of go through, like, you know, you decommit, you go through that second recruiting process, kind of take us through how, how did that whole second recruiting process maybe compare to that? Well, I guess I'm not going to ask that because the first one was kind of, you know, quick, but um, kind of take us through the second one as well. Maybe some things that you were looking for as you maybe started talking to more schools, realizing, okay, I'm a little bit older now. Maybe I know exactly what I'm looking for when it comes to a college. Kind of take us through that second recruiting process. Yeah. So, um, again, I, I was, I would say I was pretty faithful and uh, pretty bought into uh, the guys at Missouri. Um, I, I built a really good relationship with them all. I mean, Haggerty, Beezer, all of them, Packnet, like it was all of them. We all were close and we, I mean, we were all excited. And so um, I was trying to find, an, you know, another like family-based like team. Like I, I wanted, it was more so like the relationship part was kind of my biggest thing. Like I didn't, I mean, obviously like space away from home and, you know, like facility and kind of, you know, like I kind I wanted to stay in the SEC, but again, if that didn't like, if I didn't feel comfortable there, I wasn't going to do it. So, um, but my relationship part was the biggest thing. And so that was kind of my first thing with everyone was I, I like, I don't want this to be quick. And I want, I like, I want to make sure I know like the choice is right before I just say yes, just because of this or that, you know? So um, my biggest thing was kind of the people for sure. Yeah. You talk about, you know, wanting to have a program that has a family uh, aspect to it. You know, have building good relations with the coaching yeah. staff like you did at Mizzou. You talk about facilities, competition level there in the SEC. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure there's maybe some other schools mixed in there as well that you were thinking yeah. of. So, you know, what was that final click that made you realize uh, Oklahoma was going to be the spot for you? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, again, I committed uh, when Todd Butler, I mean, he was kind of the guy that first recruited me there. Um at Missouri uh and right I think right before I don't remember exactly but he uh he got the job at OU um and so he was one of, I mean one of my first calls I think he maybe my second or third call um after I decommitted um and again he wasn't trying to be like let's do it right now he was more so like what's <laughs> what's up how you been like we haven't we hadn't really talked since I don't even know years. It's, it was like two, two or three years since we uh, last talked. And so, uh, I mean, he was a, he was a big part uh, of, I mean, he is a big part of my life right now. Um, but he went back to OU. And uh, so I was like, let me, uh, let me see everywhere else first. Like, I want to make sure I'm not just committing to, you know, one guy and it's the whole thing. So um, I went and saw them and I saw them three times. I had, like, I wanted to make sure, um, when saw Florida, they were, they were, uh, they were pretty close. Um, Kentucky, pretty close. Like all these schools, Arkansas, they were pretty close. Like, I don't know. Mizzou was also there. Like I, I, I went and visited them a few days before Oklahoma. Um, but I was, uh, sitting there talking to Todd and I just, I was like, yeah, I just had a feeling like this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. And this is right. Mm -hmm. And uh, made a few calls to my family and to my friends and whatnot, and then went in and told Todd I was I was doing it. Yeah, and um, you know, you talk about Todd and just you know the great relationship that you have with him. I mean, even when you touch on Mizzou, I mean, just from the sounds of it, sounds like you're a pretty you know good relationship guy. Like to build relationships with the guys you're going to be around. Um, yeah. so you know, now that you have been committed to Oklahoma, go ahead sign that. I'm sure sign that letter, national yeah. letter of intent as well. Um, it's going to take us through how is that relationship with that Oklahoma coaching staff, Todd, some of the other guys as well. How has that evolved since that commitment there to Oklahoma? Um, so, I mean, it's not so much, uh, more like 
grabby, I guess you could say, from either side, like him or I, um, or them or I, sorry. Um, uh, so it's kind of more so like, let's, are you ready? Cause like, let's go, you know, cause I mean, next year we're, we're rolling and we're, we're running, um, going to be in the SEC, like it's, it's go time. So, I mean, right now it's more so like, like we're kind of bonding on a different level of trying to get comfortable in a, in a more so team-based more, uh, instead of like habits you come to our school, you know, type of, type of deal. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we're just getting closer and, I mean, I just went and saw them this weekend, so um, it was cool to see them play and see them like in battle. It was it was pretty pretty sweet. And you talk about uh, you know going ahead playing in the SEC. I believe next year again. I mean, I I, I get confused sometimes with all the <laughs> yeah, me too. That are around. I believe it's that first year in the SEC yeah. for Oklahoma. So uh, you know, what's that excitement to be a part of that first team that's going to be playing that uh, SEC competition on a week to week basis? Yeah, I mean that's that's super cool. Um to be the the first team and to possibly, you know, to possibly make history, you know, you never know. Um it's again, dreams are dreams are out there and goals are out there and I mean more dreams and goals will be set as time goes on, but I mean super cool to be in that position in, in the first place. Um and I'm I mean I'm ready. I I can't wait. Yeah. And uh um, you talk about that official visit. I believe here as of today, I think you said you just got back um, from that official visit going to uh, um, the university. So take us through, uh, you, you know, what's that official visit? What, what was it like, you know, going through? Yeah. Did you get to try on the uniform for the first time? <laughs> Maybe go through a little bit of a media day. Again, yeah. And you're going through kind of seeing what it looks like there on a regular weekend. Um, take us through that official visit this past weekend. I, I mixed my words up. They were uh, playing in a tournament this weekend. I went to an official visit uh, sometime in the fall, but um, I had done two unofficial visits um, before. And so that was, I think the first time I, I may have tried on a jersey. I'm not, I'm not for sure. Um, but the two unofficial visits, um, they kind of let me, like they kind of asked me what I, what I needed from like from them like to see like what places I need to see and kind of just meeting like, you know, face to face and, you know, putting names together and uh, meeting players. But um, the official visit um, was awesome. Uh, me and uh, Jackson Aiken, he's uh, also going to uh, Oklahoma now, but he was, he wasn't at the time. I don't, I don't believe, um, but it's super cool. I mean, they showed us the dorms, they showed us the field, showed us, uh, I mean, the schooling you, you saw it all they went through the whole campus i mean we saw in and out of everything we talked to all the everyone we talked to more players students we talked to you know the school like teachers like it was awesome and then we went and watched the football game can't even describe that i mean i've gone to a chiefs game you know because i'm from here yeah, um, yeah. so i've done a few of them and that was loud but like I can't quite compare it, but OU's was awesome. It was it was super cool. Yeah. The fans there are just awesome. So um, super cool. Got to put the jersey on, got to watch the football team, and got to see the guys. So, it was, I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. And uh, um, kind of moving it back into the relationship side here. So, again, you talk about uh, Jackson. I forget how what you said his last name was. But, um, you know, with you being there six months away from getting on campus there, Kind of take us through, you know, what are some of those relationships looking like with, you know, maybe guys who are there now, maybe guys in that 24 class, um, mm -hmm. you know, what are those relationships looking like with those future Oklahoma teammates? Uh, yeah. So obviously Jackson, his name's Jackson Aiken. Um, he's been on my high school team. Uh, we've been kind of working, like we didn't quite know each other, him being a year younger than me. Um, but we've, we've always kind of worked out in the same, same places. And so we've always seen each other, but, uh, once high school started, we, I mean, actually formed a relationship, started being like really good close brothers. Like it's, I mean, we both play on the same side of the field, both an infielder and we both hit pretty well. So um, like me trying to also get him to come be my teammate at OU was a big part, big part of it. Um, obviously I want the best around me. Um, and so trying to get the best is awesome, but um, yeah, meeting guys, over the summer that are also going to play at OU. I mean, trying to create the relationship now, like let's get close now instead of trying to do it when we first got on campus. Um, 
So, I mean, there's guys that I've played with and we still are, you know, Snapchatting, yeah. uh, talking about, you know, the football yeah. game or the basketball games or, you know, softball or the baseball games like this weekend. Um, so, I mean, I think it's, I think it's really cool to try and, uh, know each other before you get there. And so you can kind of skip over that step. Um, all, but yeah. That, that always, always builds the best teams. You know, I always, you know, I always yeah. kind of use coach Brewster and the Arkansas Razorbacks for an example, because I mean, like I said, always ha half the team that half the team in Arkansas has played for Brewster. I mean, there's other yeah. travel teams that kind of have this <laughs> relationship. I mean, when you guys get when you, when you get players, you know, connecting with each other throughout travel baseball, throughout you know showcases, like you said, uh, I mean that definitely builds build some of the you know, some of the better teams for the years to come. But um, you know, as as you look ahead there to again six seven months before you're kind of stepping foot on campus there going through your first fall ball, being with the coaches on the day in and day out basis, kind of take us through, you know, what's that mindset going into the fall, maybe going to prove yourself, maybe going just to, you know, playing college baseball for the first time. What's that mindset moving ahead there to the fall? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it's a, it's a world I don't know. Um, and uh, I don't, I can't walk in there acting like I know, I know the rights, you know, the right way to do things. Um, so obviously, I mean, I'm going to be a freshman and it's just like high school. Like I, I have something to prove, like the guys there right now, they, I mean, they're proving it right now. And so I have to go do that next year. Um, but again, I'm all in. Um, I'm there like we're a team and we're going to be like we're going to beat people. But like I want the job. So I'm I'm going to beat the guy right next to me, you know. Um, but again, we're still teammates and it's that's how it, I mean, that's how it is. Um, but again, he beats me out. I don't know. But I don't, I don't, I'm not going to let someone, you know, beat my, beat my job. So, yeah, yeah. um, but again, something to prove is kind of, kind of the way to put it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, as you get there on campus, obviously right now you are shortstop. So you do play for the sticks, playing for some of those other teams. Do you see yourself sticking there as you get to the next level or, you know, kind of what is that thought process now defensively as you start moving through the ranks and getting into new spots that you, you know, really yeah. haven't been to before? Yeah, uh, I I personally do. Um, I mean, I could get into that. I don't I don't really like to to brag on myself, but um, again, I, I I will fight for the position um, if that's what you know God puts me in under. Um, that's for sure what that, that's for sure what'll happen. But um, again, we're trying to win, so whatever that means. Um, but obviously, I would I would prefer that um, for sure. Okay, so. Uh... I was kind of flipping it from the defensive side here to the offensive. Again, this is kind of that last baseball segment, digging more into your on-the-field play, you know, who exactly you are as a ball player. Um, but, again, offensively, take us through that hitting approach. Let's say you're on deck. Let's say maybe you're walking up to that batter's box. Take us through what's going through your mind. What's that hitting approach looking like? Again, kind of take us through that. Yeah, so, I mean, on deck, um, I mean, it's more so getting timed up and kind of being confident that I am timed up. Um, obviously, I'm timing it through the whole, the whole game and his his pregame, the pitcher's pregame and whatnot, but um, making sure I'm on time and then just talking to myself. I do a little prayer before I go hit um, every time. And uh, so, I mean, getting that out of the way, I uh, do a few breaths and then, uh, I mean, it's just confident. You have to confidently walk up there and, you know, say you're the best guy on the field. Um, so once I, once I get in the box, obviously, it's just – I try and keep it as simple as possible. Um, I've uh, I've overthought definitely too much um, in the box, and it, that that never gets anyone anywhere. So uh, keeping it as simple as possible, and uh, I mean, if there's a job out there for you to do, if there's a guy in third, like let's get him in, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, keeping it as simple as possible, hit the ball hard. Um, kind of depends on what the situation of the game and where you're playing and who you're playing. Like that all kind of depends what I'm specifically thinking, but, um, overall, it's just keeping it simple, have fun and just be athletic. That's my, uh, that's my mojo. Okay. So uh, when it comes to two strikes, I was kind of like asking about the two strike approach. Again, you talk about keeping it simple, but how does that, how does that affect when it comes to two strikes? What's that two strike approach look like? Yeah. So, um, I, I have a, I wouldn't say it's a, a big old leg kick, but I do a little step, um, in my normal. So just, Oh, Oh, I would be a uh, stepping for sure. Um, but two strikes, um, I, I'm not trying to strike out, um, especially if there's, you know, guys on, um, I'm just trying to do a job. So I, I just kind of stride out, uh, I preset my stride, 
Uh, I'm just kind of stable. Um, I don't, I don't really like to choke up. I don't, that's just, that's not me. Um, but again, keeping it simple and it's just, it's, it's more so just put it in play. Like as I'm not trying to launch the ball, you know, it's just put it in play. And again, depending on where the, the runner's at and how many outs, um, that plays a role too. But, uh, I stride out a little bit and I just keep it simple, see the ball. So uh, I guess last thing when it comes to actually the hitting side to it, I do like to get into the hitting mechanics. I know you talk about how you evolved a lot the last couple of years. So kind of take us through just mechanically, what's that looking like from the load up to the follow through again, maybe how it's evolved these past couple of years as you've matured as a baseball player, um, kind of take us through those mechanics. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I would say I'm, uh, this is the most I've learned about hitting is right now to like the, at this point in time, um, I would say my first two years of high school, I, uh, I really like, I knew the basics and, and whatnot, but I didn't really put, um, I didn't put too much in my head, um, at all. Um, and then I started kind of learning, uh, new swings not swings, but like setups and, and steps and leg kick or no leg kick. Um, and so I tried, uh, I tried different things through the last year and kind of a little bit in the summer. Um, I didn't know if I like, I didn't know if I liked this, the leg step or a big leg kick, or if I didn't like to move my leg at all. And so, um, through the years I've, I've, you know, experimented with the, the few uh, setups um, for my swing. Um, and I really just learned to just kind of keep it simple. And once, I mean, I found my comfort and in my swing. And so from there, it's just really, I mean, keeping it simple and that that'll take me exactly, exactly where I need to be. Okay. So, well, uh, I got two last questions when it comes to the baseball side. Again, we'll dig into the personal side to end it all. Dig into passions, motivations, little things like that. But uh, um, again, I'll ask these last two questions, just kind of back to back. You can kind of take it either way, answer the first one, whatever. But uh, um, let's say you're a scout watching your game, watching the hitting, base running, fielding, whatever. What would be that personal scouting report you're writing up on yourself? And then second question, you talk a little bit about development, about how this past offseason you've learned a lot. You've done a little bit of experiment in the past couple of years. As you look past that to the next couple of months before you're getting on campus, what would be some of those key points and emphasis you're wanting to work on within your development as you develop more as a ball player? Yeah. So um, the first one, if I was a scout looking, um, <clears throat> I mean, I think I would just see my athleticism. That would be my, uh, the first thing. Um, I'm, I'm a taller guy, um, a taller, bigger guy. And so usually um, some people, I mean, either lose their athleticism or, or they don't quite have it. Um, and so I think the first thing they would see is that I, I, I can somewhat do things that, uh, I guess people should, they say I shouldn't be able to do. Um, I think that's the the biggest thing and the first thing they would see. And then after that, it's just, I'm a team player. Like I, I'm, I'm not selfish. Um, I know, I kind of know what I'm doing. Um, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not out there just screwing around or whatnot. It's, it's something, kind of like something to prove every game. Um, but a team player at the end of the day. Um, and then the second question, um, my development. Um, you say, how did it change? How is it going to change? Is that what you said? Uh, just, you know, kind of some of your key points of emphasis moving forward. Just, you know, what are some things you're wanting to work on before you okay. keep us there in the fall? Yeah. Um, so obviously – um, staying, staying in shape through the, through the spring. Um, and not just not working out because it's springtime, you know, <clears throat> and I'm playing. So through, uh, through the spring, I'd like to, you know, at least maintain my weight and, and strength and whatnot. I know it's, you know, easy to lose it. Um, but to maintain that through the spring is, uh, is my, is my goal for now. Um, and then the summer is just to prepare me like to be in the best shape. Um, and the best shape to get in better shape, I guess you could say. Um, but, uh, again, getting bigger, staying fast, getting faster, um, throwing harder, I mean, even learning my swing even more. Um, it's, that's, 
it's all pretty simple uh, uh, in my eyes. It's just little things that are actually pretty big. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just being in the best position for OU. Okay. So moving forward into that last segment here, again, digging into the personal side here, passions, motivations, we'll do a little rapid fire there to end it all. Yeah. But um, kind of started off more on the passion side of things. I know earlier you talk about, you know, being a big family guy, being big, big, uh, big into your faith as well. Kind of take us through, you know, what are some of those passions that you have beyond the game of baseball? Maybe dig a little bit more deeper into what you talked about earlier. Um, kind of take us through those passions, some of those hobbies that you have beyond the game. Yeah. Um, again, I think I'm a, a very big people guy. Um, I connect very well. Um, and like, I, I love everyone for who they are. You know, there's never a hate. Um, but my biggest passion, um, I'm actually going for, to school for it, is uh, special ed. And uh, it's it's a big part of my school day. Um, uh, about half the day is actually towards the, the special ed program and and the and the people in there. Um, it's just it's something that um, I think it's bigger than anything is to help to help everyone. I mean, anyone you can see. I think if you can put a smile on their face, it, it could change the, their day and their life. You know, so um, I I mean that's my passion is to help people. Obviously. Um, but more so, uh, outside of that and baseball, um, again, I, I, I'll pretty much, pretty much do whatever, um, kind of a smaller circle of friends and, uh, that's not for any certain reason. Um, I just, I just keep it small, but, um, love to fish. That's a, it's a big thing in the summer, obviously. Um, outside of that, I mean, fishing and I don't know. Going on the boat, it's fun. I, I kind of keep it simple. I don't do too much. Yeah, I mean, you can't have too many hobbies when you're training all the time, playing so much. <laughs> right. For, yeah. For baseball, but no, I, I mean that that was awesome, man. I mean, I, that that might be one of the more uh, interesting uh, passions, hobby side of the of it beyond yeah. the game that you know I've talked to from a lot of the players. Uh, but I'm um, talking about fishing. You know, every time I talk to a fisherman, I always like to ask this: <laughs> What's that best fishing story? You know, I feel like I'm not a fisherman, but every fisherman I talk to, there's always like some sort of story that they have that. They're always just, you know, I, I see you laughing there. So I'm sure you probably got a couple, but um, again, yeah. every fisherman I talked to has some sort of story. So uh, what would be that favorite memory fishing for you? Well, I'm trying to think. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. So, I mean, I've grown, I've grown up with two of my buddies. Um, we, I mean, we went to, went to elementary school together. Uh, I mean, we've literally grown up since, since kindergarten, even younger than that. Um, we all live in the same neighborhood and they're, they're very big into uh, hunting and fishing. Um, and so every time I fish, it's usually with them. If, if, if not, it's usually with my dad. Um, but I don't know. Uh, we've had countless funny things happen to us. Um, I don't, I don't even know what to say that. But from from my dad's side, uh, when we used to fish, he got a boat when I was I don't even know right before I was a teenager I think, um, and so uh, him teaching me how to fish first of all, and then like how to drive a boat, um, getting my boater's license, and then him like fishing with me. I think that's something like we'll always do, um, and something I I think I'll look for like forward to, um, but countless hours out there uh, fishing with him um we went deep sea fishing that was fun that's that's one of my favorite things to do but i don't know i don't know the specific story yeah okay it's kind of uh, hard um you know sometimes some, I, I always like to fill it out there just in case there's a pretty cool story i mean i've talked <laughs> to people where i think they, they fished they, they they reeled it a log one time yeah <laughs> um you know, i always like to fill it out there just in case there's uh some story along with it but yeah. Uh, you know, moving from the passions to the more of the motivational side here for you, kind of take us through, you know, what are some of those key motivators? What helps you get out of bed every morning? What helps you continuously evolve as a ball player, as a person as well? Um, kind of take us through some of those key motivators. Uh, yeah, I would say my biggest motivator is definitely my family. Um, as generic as it is, um, I mean, they've they've seen me obviously grown up, like growing up. That's all I've ever done. So they know it's something I've like I've dreamt of my whole life is to, you know, one day go win a world series. Like, like that is, that is the absolute goal. 
Um, so them, they obviously, they, they motivate me throughout the day, um, every single day. Um, but more specifically, my, my dad, he, uh, was also a baseball player. And, um, again, he had the same goal as me, um, same dreams as me. And, uh, so I think, uh, us living it together is obviously a super cool thing we can share. Um, and something I've, I've always dreamt of doing is doing it with him and obviously with everyone else, um, my cousin motivates me. He also plays baseball. Um, we challenge each other. Um, we're, we're hitting, I mean, late at the nights and, you know, we grew up playing wolf ball together, just throwing a stick, like a rock at a stick. Like there's just so many countless stories with him. Um, he's motivated me through the years. Um, he's been better than me. I mean, I'll compete with him trying, we try and try and beat each other. Um, but yeah, and then uh, the, the guys around me, um, like Tyler Wood and Aiken and, I mean, Bryn Rodebush, like, they all they all motivate me. Like, my whole high school team, they motivate me. We motivate uh, each other um, just to be better and to, you know, do what we love and try and reach our goals. But, yeah, the fa- the family and friends and, obviously, teammates and brothers, that's, that's, a, that's a big thing. Okay. So taking that question a little bit further, I mean, that first thing you did mention was the family side of it. So you always want that, you don't want that family scene, you win a world series there in the years to come. So again, taking that question a little bit further, perfect picture of your life, 20 years down the road. So what, 37, 38 years old at that point, take us through what's that perfect picture. Everything's going right. What does that (laughs) look like for you? Oh, I don't know. I mean, obviously I want to play forever. So, I mean, if my body allows me, <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, that'd be awesome to still be in the, in the big leagues, I guess. Um, and still, I mean, winning MVPs and whatnot, um, trying to be like our Pujols, but, um, yeah, I mean, just to have the whole family around and all of us just happy and, and, uh, watching each other like succeed in life. That's obviously, I think the goal. Um, Yeah. Okay. So you say Albert Pujols. So are you, are you a Cardinals fan or, you know, being, I think you're on the West side of Missouri. So uh, I feel like the Royals are closer to you. Um, yeah. Royals or Cardinals there being a, being a Missouri guy. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Royals guy. I'm not too far away from the stadium, but okay. uh, yeah. Right. Albert Pujols, I mean, my dad played, played against him and uh, with him. So that's just, and I knew he played for a while. So that's who I brought up. Okay. All right. And uh, I'm assuming you had a pretty good week there a couple of weeks ago there during, uh, during the Super Bowl, seeing the Kansas city chiefs win. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I'm pretty excited for that game as well. Did lose out a little bit of money, I bet. But uh, <laughs> uh, besides that, you know, I was pretty excited. My dad's been a chiefs fan his entire life. Yeah. So it's cool to see, yeah. uh, you know, all the winning the past couple of years that Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, all those guys have been doing, but yeah. um, anyway, man, six more questions here before we do end it off for you. I'm going to do a rapid fire, three rounds of two questions here. So first off, first round, we got coolest contact in your phone. Scroll through those contacts. Who this cool, who's that coolest contact that not too many people have? Um, and then second question, go-to playlist. You know, whether that's working out, whether that's making a drive, whether that's, you know, whatever, what would be that go-to playlist for you? Coolest contact. Ooh, it's got to be, uh, it might be Black Cobra. I don't know. Uh, might, it might be Brewster. It could be Tyler Wood though. I don't know. You never know. You never know. He's pretty famous. So I don't know. <laughs> um, and then, uh, I have this playlist called the, it's called bangers. Um, it has bangers on it. That's okay. what I go to. It's, okay. So when you say bangers, uh, you know, what's that looking like? I mean, it's, it could be workout music. It could be just driving around <laughs> windows down music, um, yeah. school day music, you know, Probably a few walk-up songs in that playlist. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's I, um, it's something I, you know, I would probably listen to before a game. Um, you know, just it's all around really good playlist, I think. Okay. So what what is that walk-up song? Oh, this year? Uh, I think it's going to be The Crossroads by Bone Thugs. I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be it, but I'm not for sure yet. Okay. I'm sure, I'm sure you got a couple more weeks there to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and you got, you got to, got to perfect that for your senior year, but <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, man, second round of two questions here for you. Let's say I am taking a trip to, you know, Western Missouri, I'm going to Kansas city area, wherever you're kind of at there in the state, what would be some of those recommendations you got for me? Restaurants, things to do. What would be some of those recommendations? And second question, you're having dinner with three people dead or alive. Who would be at that table? 
Okay. Um, so obviously, um, we're kind of known for barbecue, I guess you could say. Um, I kind of got worn off of it, but, um, I would say you have to go try it. Um, it's definitely better than any other barbecue. Um, I think, and so do we all, but, uh, so definitely some, uh, some good spots out here. Um, if the Chiefs are playing, you got to go watch them. It's again, really loud. Um, super cool. They're fun to watch as well. Um, same thing with the Royals. I mean, you can't not watch it. Um, again, Bobby Witt just helped us out too. So, uh, getting better and better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it kind of depends who you are, uh, what, what you kind of do. Um, if you're a baseball person, I, there's certain spots I'd say go watch high school baseball, but inside of that, <laughs> there's not much. Um, and then, oh, the dinner, I would say, I'd say you, you have to put Michael Jordan at the table. You have to put him. Um, I'd say him. <laughs> I'd say Dirk. Um, uh, I'd say my high school coach, Jay Meyer. That's that's probably the best dinner table okay. you'll ever see. All right. Inter interesting combo there. You know, talk about Dirk and MJ. You know, I guess what's the NBA team? Again, I mean, Kansas City doesn't have an NBA team there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what's, what's that team that you're rooting for? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Um, that's a good question. I don't, I actually don't have like a favorite one. Um, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a question. I don't know. I right. I mean, but putting Dirk and MJ at the table. I mean, you're just, you're just appreciating excellence there at that point. But, uh, <laughs> um, anyway, man, last two questions here for you before we do end it off. Um, TikTok for you page. You're scrolling through TikTok. You know, what are those different videos that you're seeing? And then final question, dream NIL brand. You get to Oklahoma there in a couple months, get that opportunity to capitalize on your name, image, and likeness. What's mm -hmm. that dream brand to endorse, collaborate, or partner with? Uh, crap, I forgot your first question. Wait, what was the first one? Uh, TikTok for you page. Oh, yeah. Okay. So right now, um, with baseball obviously starting, uh, college baseball, um, I have like a lot of like, game recaps and so it'll just go through like the highlights of the games so that's like most of my for you page right now um outside of that it's you know there's a, a lot of um uh, religious stuff on it um different people talking through that uh and then there's also just some funny videos um you can take what you want from that um but and then um dream brand uh or nil um I think obviously uh, having my own brand would obviously I think be the the best thing. Um, being my own own guy to my own self um, would would be the coolest. Um, but hmm, that's a I'd say uh, I don't know. You can't like you can't go wrong with anything like Nike. You can't go anything wrong with like Jordan. That'd be cool if you get Jordan. Yeah, that would be that'd be pretty sweet. Oh, you? I mean, they're a Nike Jordan school, right? Right. And that's I mean, the it, that we're always, at Jordan. It's know. always cool seeing that Jumpman logo <laughs> in the baseball field. Um, you know, yeah. I always love, you know, is it Derek Jeter, Jazz Chisholm, um, some of those other guys, you know, repping Jordan there on the baseball field. It's always kind of cool to see. But, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, down the road, Drew Dickerson brand. I mean, we'll have to be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, anyway, man, like I said, that's the final question here for you on the JKR podcast. Again, really appreciate you coming on the show. Been really looking yeah. forward to this one. I would say I hear a lot of great things about you from Brewster, from some other guys that I've talked to. So, uh, you know, again, appreciate you coming on the show. Um, best of luck going into this spring. Best of luck going into your years there at OU. Hopefully winning a couple World Series down the road as well. Yeah. Uh, but again, man, just appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. It was, a, it was great.